know what? I am not ready to do this. <laughs> I I'm not ready to record my first podcast. I'm not ready to have a podcast. I have been <laughs> terrified honestly of of this moment to sit here and sit down and record this. But here I am. <laughs> I I have my cup of tea here which is Harney and Sons hot cinnamon spice by the way, which is my absolute favorite. And I made the decision that even though I'm terrified and I don't feel ready at all, I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> so welcome to the first episode of the Dear Creative Soul podcast. I'm your host, Valerie McKeon. How often have you told yourself the same thing? I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. It occurred to me that I've been saying this exact thing for about probably two years now when it comes to the podcast. It isn't changing. It isn't going anywhere. There isn't this lightning bolt of confidence that's just all of a sudden going to hit. I'm, I'm accepting that. And if you're in a similar place where you're saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I, I don't think you're going to be ready either. <laughs> I think that it's a matter of taking that very, very first scary, awkward, uncomfortable step and saying, you know what? I'm going to do it afraid and I'm going to do it messy. It was, um, I, well, I think about that meme. <laughs> I related so much to it. You've probably seen it where it it's basically adulthood is nothing but saying, but after this week, things are going to calm down. And you say that until the day you die. And I related to that so much because I think the, the sister phrase that I've been saying to I'm not ready is this is not a good time. Let me tell you, this is not a good time. As I sit here, I am over eight months pregnant, feeling ginormous, and feeling like, what in the world am I doing right now starting a podcast at this time? But again, this is another one of those things that I've been saying for so long. This isn't a good time. But I don't want to be that meme. And I don't want you to be that meme either. Because I have a suspicion that if I feel this way and I feel these limiting beliefs that have been keeping me stuck, maybe you have felt those things too. So here we are having the courage to take just one step, one small step. This morning, my my daughter Vienna, I have a three and a half year old, she has this art she calls it her art set. And it's basically this big box of construction paper with um, scissors and glue sticks and all stickers and all this stuff. And she loves to pull this box out and just make the biggest mess all over the floor. She just has a blast with it. There's a lot to learn from that, actually, now that I'm saying it. And that's not even the point of, of telling this story. But at the end, she plays with everything. It's all everywhere. And she wants to go downstairs and play with her other toys. So we say to her, okay, well, you have to clean up your art. You have to clean up your papers. Well, she starts crying. And 
saying, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) The poor thing. Now she is three and a half, so there may have been a little tantrum involved there. But I look at her and I think, you're overwhelmed. You're you don't know where to take that first step because you look at this huge mess and you don't know what to do. You don't know even where to begin. You know you want to get from A to B, but how do you even get there? And so we say to her, okay, you can totally do this. Pick up the glue sticks. Just put the glue sticks in the box. Okay. She goes over, puts the glue sticks in the box. Pick up the scissors. She picks up the scissors, put the scissors in the box. Okay. Just the purple papers. <laughs> and of course, she picks up the whole mess, but it was one step at a time. It was getting a little uncomfortable. Okay. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out, whatever, but I'm going to just pick up the glue sticks. And as I put that in the box, I I think that next step will be revealed and then the next and then the next and little by little it will feel better. And that's something else that I've I've learned as I've been thinking about starting this podcast and going through just all of my own creative stuff that I have and we all have that our doubts and our self-talk. And I realized that Inspiration is another one of those things like confidence. It's not just going to hit like a bolt of lightning, or maybe it does. I mean, there have been those times where I just feel overcome with inspiration. That's a whole other topic. But I think more often than not, when there's something that we want to do creatively or something that we want to explore or try something different than we've done before. We we wait and we think, well, the inspiration is just going to come. It's it's just going to show up. But I think it doesn't come without that at least first step of getting a little bit uncomfortable, taking a little bit of action. Because it's in that action, in the doing, that the clarity will start to come. The realizations will start to come. I really believe if we expect that and expect that inspiration to find us when we're actively looking for it, I I think it will. The other thing that I... I'm just airing all of my insecurities, I guess, right now <laughs> in uh, this first episode because that's that's what you do, I guess, is saying I don't have time. I don't have enough time. I know this one is a big one because I've heard from a lot of you when I started asking questions, what would you like to talk about? A recurring theme that popped up, how do you make time? How do you make time for your art? How do you make time for your creativity? Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but more often than not, I don't think it has anything to do with time at all. Now, don't get me wrong. I I just told you I have a three and a half year old. I get it, (laughs) not having time. And certainly there are those periods and those days where it's not happening. There is no time and life happens and there's really a lot to be said for learning productivity and time hacks and all of that. In fact, um, 
my one of my good friends, Leah Remelay, has a podcast called Balancing Busy, and it is all about that exact topic. She gives so many, so many great pointers on productivity and how to do all of these things that we want to make happen with our time. But I don't think that, at least for me, it comes down to the time being what keeps me stuck. And I'm wondering if the same is true for you. Let me explain. I (laughs) can sit there on my phone and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And I have one of those um, time limits set on on my Instagram specifically, because that can definitely be a hole for me. I have it set for a half an hour. And when that goes off, it'll give you a little warning. Like you have five minutes left every single time. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, how in the world was that 25 minutes that I was on there? 25 minutes to be able to devote to anything a day is a lot. I'm not going to even sit here and pretend like I don't hit the button that says ignore this limit for today and just keep going and going and going because I perceive that to be easy. It's easy to sort of avoid and and numb and, and procrastinate. So where is that coming from? I don't think it's the time. I don't think that it's, oh, you know, I I don't have enough time for this. Where is that, that feeling of procrastination coming with doing the things that I know will move me forward or move my creative practice forward or, you know, fighting that, that urge to stand still when I I should be moving forward. It's all fear. <laughs> Specifically, it's perfectionism that is holding holding that back. Because I can stare at a blank canvas or a blank piece of paper and just feel that fear and it's like, nope, I don't want to go there. Too big, too big. <laughs> and I I think that it's funny when my when my toddler was having that tantrum today with the paper and she's kind of like running around and, you know, <laughs> as toddlers do. And I said to my husband, look at her. This is the toddler equivalent of us saying, I don't have time. Nope. I don't have time. I can't look at that. That's too big. I don't know where to begin. I don't have time. And I think if we could break these things down into the into these manageable chunks that will feel good and and make it a little bit more manageable for ourselves then i think that we would start to see oh we do have more time we can we can move forward but again it comes down to that courage and just breaking out of those patterns of of perfectionism. And this is not easy to do at all. And I'm just throwing throwing these things around like, oh, fear, perfectionism, all of that, like it's no big deal. But really, it's it's so hard to break past that. But another thought that has helped me 
is what's the alternative? Just asking yourself, what's the alternative? Because for me, I've been saying these things, I'm not ready, this isn't a good time, for years it seems. And I've definitely, you know, I've moved forward in in a lot of ways, tried things, but still coming back, it always comes back. It's it's like a, a, a muscle that needs to be worked constantly. And I ask, well, what's the alternative? What if I stay still and I don't try that new thing or I don't put it out there for another year? And as creatives, I feel like when we have these things in our hearts, we just have to get out there. The alternative becomes so much worse. Taking that easy route or that comfortable path, maybe it soothes us in the moment, but I'm not even sure if it does that. Because just like it's easy to sit and scroll on social media for who knows how long a day, do I ever feel better and creatively filled up and inspired and amazing from doing that? No, I, I, I really don't. There's definitely accounts that I enjoy and I love seeing, but to put what I want to do on the back burner in the name of not having enough time, but really having it be shrouded in this air of the perfectionism and being afraid, staying still like that and fighting for my comfort has never, has never served me well. And then the months go by and years maybe go by and the alternative just feels stifling. And then you get lost. And I've been there too. I've been there recently, just feeling that absolute loss. And I think that part of that, which is again, another deep subject, but part of that has been stifling the perfectionist, the the fear, and instead of facing those things head on, just sort of talking them away with, I'm not ready. I'm going to wait until I feel ready, or I'm going to wait until the timing is right. Something else, I was, um, I was talking to my husband about all of this, of course, because he, <laughs> we are so opposite. He has been in broadcasting basically his entire life, he, (laughs) I said to him, I'm terrified to do this. I'm terrified to record the first episode. Don't you ever feel that way? Don't you get the mic in front of your, your face and you just freeze? He says, no, I I don't, I don't know what that's like. (laughs) So he has been helping me and trying to, to talk me through all of this, which is really helpful. And he is such a cut to the chase kind of a guy in a loving yet infuriating way. <laughs> and I told him, I'm, I'm not ready to do this. I think I need practice rounds. I, I, you know, I think I need to, to plan this out and, and all of that. And he looks at me, he said, you're just afraid, <laughs> which is true. And again, infuriating, just cuts right to it. But he said to me that it doesn't matter what you do. 
It doesn't matter what this episode is like or what you say, because the further that you get down the road, you're going to look back on this regardless if you think that it was a masterpiece and it was perfect enough to put out there. You're still going to look back at that and think, what was I thinking? (laughs) And I do that all of the time with my artwork. You look back once you get a few steps down the road and you're like, oh, that was cute. That was a that was a really nice attempt. But you learned so much and you practiced so much and you grew so so much. And so that idea is also something that is really helpful to think that where you are right now, once you're a few steps down the road, you're probably still going to feel like, oh, you know, that that wasn't so great. So, hey, we might as well embrace that and put out the imperfect version. Let's put out the messy version. Let's put out the version that we feel so-so or nervous about now. Because if we're just going to feel that way about it later, then that takes so much pressure off of it. Let's do it now. Let's do it afraid Let's do it messy. Let's do it good enough. Perfect isn't going to happen. Perfect is a myth. And even if, okay, I've done this too. Tell me if you, if you've done this. You think that something is so amazing. You're like, oh, yes, I did it with a painting or a project. Oh, this is, this is amazing. And then it's a couple hours later and you kind of think about it and you're like, oh, maybe it's not that great after all. (laughs) And the feeling was short lived. And in those times, I usually say, oh, maybe or after I post it, you know, you, you kind of get vulnerable, you put it out there and then you're like, oh, uh oh, I should have changed this or this. No, I didn't say that well. Okay, let me edit that caption. I do that all the time. And so even if we have that feeling of this is perfect, this is ready to go, now I'm ready, you know, this is it. Even when we have that, it's more than likely going to be short-lived and we're more than likely going to feel those pangs of, uh, what I've heard like a vulnerability hangover, I guess, where we finally put it out there and it's like, oh no. And I'm probably going to have that as soon as I post this episode, but I know that. So do it messy, <laughs> do it imperfectly, because it's it's the realness of it as well. And just showing up in those places that are messy and scary, it's not this polished version of you and your creativity. And I think about about that as well. So say there's something that you feel really proud of now maybe and then you get a little bit down the road or you look at those things in your in your creative journey that you look back and you think, "Oh, that's that wasn't as good as I thought because I've I've been so much farther down the road. I've experienced so much more." What if Somebody would come and say, you know what, let me just push you down the road like a couple years. Let me just 
save you that hassle of feeling that way, of feeling embarrassed or whatever about about what you did. And let's just skip to the good part, to the part that, you know, it's it's great. I think we would hate that. It would not feel good. We would not feel accomplished creatively. We would not feel filled up. It would feel like, ooh, I, I cheated. I, it, it, it wouldn't feel right. As much as we want that, as much as we may want to be farther down the road and maybe like skip to the good part, get me out of this awkward, get me out of this beginning, get me out of this fear to start and, and all of this overwhelm. I think we would hate that. It would do the opposite. I think it would diminish our fire and our spark because who knows what's going to happen along the way? Who knows what that first step is going to lead to and then what that next step is going to lead to and everything that you're going to discover about yourself, about just the world around you. What what would we miss out on if we didn't do it afraid and do it messy? Put away the glue sticks first. <laughs> what would we miss out on? And I think this temporary discomfort of, of moving, pivoting, trying, beginning is such a much better trade-off to that to feeling like, well, what what could have happened? What did I miss? What, what was I able to overcome? There's something really satisfying, maybe embarrassing, but satisfying about looking at those beginning steps of any type of a creative journey or a creative process because there's a sense of pride there of like, that is not great, but I did it. I put that out there. Look how far I've come. Look at what I learned. Look at what I did. And that feeling is going to be so worth pushing through this discomfort. I'm certainly feeling and maybe maybe you're feeling as well. So what's keeping you stuck? What's keeping you afraid and saying all of these limiting beliefs? I love how Elizabeth Gilbert puts it about fear. She said it's it's always going to be there. We are always going to feel that fear. We're not going to wake up one day and just fear feel fearless. But she says to think of it like a road trip. You're just inviting fear along for the ride. Jump in the back seat. But I'm driving the car. I'm not going to let fear get in the way of that. And I, I love that. There's also a Ben Rector song called Fear. And there's a lyric that says, I'm dancing with the fear I've been running from. I absolutely love that picture because the fear is all part of you. It's all part of us. It's there. It's intrinsically tied 
to this creative journey, if we can learn to dance with that and still move forward and just be part of it all in this really beautiful dance, that's what makes you you. And that's a really amazing thing. But we can't keep it from stopping us from doing what we want to do and keeping us stuck. So I have a challenge for you. I have another podcast episode coming out next week. From now until then, what is your glue stick? What glue stick can you pick up and put away and just take that first or that next step, push through that fear, that discomfort, and make it happen? I would love to hear what that is for you. Send me a DM. My Instagram is at Valerie McKeon. Like I said, I do have another episode launching in a week. I would be so honored if you would subscribe and leave a review. All this week, since it's the launch of the podcast, I'll be choosing some random people to win a Starbucks gift card. So leave that review, take a screenshot of it, DM it to me again on my Instagram at Valerie McKeon, and I would love to bring a little cheer to your day. Every week, I want to leave you with a quote that I find very inspiring and something just to sit with and think about. For what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early, to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best of it or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you've never felt before. I hope you meet people who have a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of, and if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start over again. It's F. Scott Fitzgerald, one of my favorite quotes. Thank you so much again for being with me here today. I will look forward to chatting with you again next week. Bye.